just tell me the truth. How many times have you, as the partner of an addict or an alcoholic or otherwise narcissistic, toxic person, said and looked in the eyes of the person that's supposed to love you and that you love and say, just tell me the truth, whatever that truth is, whether, hey, you did stop off at the bar before you came home. You did Google and look at something you weren't supposed to be looking at. You did text that person. You did uh, use, you are under the influence. And there's this story that we tell ourselves, at, you tell yourself as a spouse or partner of an addict or an alcoholic that somehow if they magically just take responsibility and stop lying about what they're doing, that you are going to somehow feel better. Now we can all agree that there is an enormous amount of pain that's inflicted by an addict or an alcoholic on the person that they're supposed to love and that, that loves them, right? We can all agree with that. But there's also this mix up in where that pain actually lives because you say things like an, like the partner of an addict or an alcoholic that says, hey, it's not that you're hurting me. It's not that you're using behind my back. It's not that you're cheating. It's not that you're self-destructive. It's not that you're doing the thing. It's that you're lying about it. And so you actually believe that to be true, that it's not the pain they're inflicting. It's the fact that they're lying about it. Now that's not your fault because that betrayal trauma feels real to you. There is this story in, our, in your mind that if they would just take ownership for what they're doing, it would somehow magically make you feel less hurt. But I want to tell you from decades of experience and doing this work for an, a very long time with people that have been in an immense amount of pain caused by the massive destruction that is left in the wake of another's addiction, that even when they own it, that pain is still going to be there that somebody could look you dead in your face and say, yeah, I did look at that site. Yes, I did call that person. Yes, I did buy those drugs. Yes, I did do that thing. And I'm going to tell you what will happen is this, instead of you saying, well, how could you, you know, just tell me the truth and I'll feel so much better if you just stop lying. Once they stop lying and start telling you the truth, then you're wondering how they can actually look you in the face and tell you you're doing, they're doing the damn thing that they're doing to you and continue to do it and tell you they're doing it. So you really can't win in a situation like this, but you know, by expecting them to tell the truth and then magically thinking that's going to help you feel better. But there is a way for you to break out of this cycle of lies once and for all so that you can actually feel better. You can feel like a sane, healthy, and eventually happy, believe it or not, human being. And I'm here to guide you every single step of that way. How do I do that? One of the ways that I do that best is by helping you become aware of what the hell is really going on here. You know, addiction, any another's addiction can make a smart person feel nuts, right? It'll take your common sense and send it down the lane and you'll be like looking for your common sense. Because if you look at other people and other people are going through a situation like this, you are very easily able to look at that other person and go, are you, are you nuts? Like, don't you see what's going on here? Don't you see you're being manipulated? Don't you see what's really happening here? But there's something that happens 
whenever we are in a relationship with an addict or an alcoholic. And what happens is you can see the light in other people, but a light can't shine on itself. So we're going to talk about that light and dark phenomenon today and how you can actually shine a light on the truth and, and, and expose the truth in that way, just like you're able to do it with other people, but you're not able to do it for you. Now, one of the reasons that you are not able to see the truth about what's really going on, that you're being manipulated or that so-and-so is lying and you don't need them to admit it to you because you already know damn well they are, is because there is a co-addicted element here. So let's talk about, let's break this down. When somebody does not have access to the truth, uh, what 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 is missing, all right? Well, first we have to figure out when somebody's able to tell the truth, what are the key ingredients that are there? If you look at a, a radically transparent and honest person, what are some qualities, some character traits that this person has that enables them to just be radically transparent and truthful and honest and not in a land of lies and covering up and shielding? And Well, the first thing is this is a person that lives in the light. This is a person because what exposes darkness is light, light where I shine a light on the truth. I shine a light. Like even Wonder Woman's lasso was golden in color because it was reflecting the light when she would put it around somebody. So the first thing that we have to be aware of when we're dealing with somebody that is addiction is the lights aren't on. There's no light on, meaning some of the things that people need to have in order to turn the lights on, okay? The first thing we have to have if we're gonna turn the lights on and live in the truth is accountability. I have to be willing to be accountable for my behavior and not hiding from that accountability. But where does addiction live? Addiction lives in a land of denial. And because it lives in the land of denial, the accountability is addiction's nemesis. So while we're trying to run around and shine the light of accountability, like, hey, this this is your problem. This is your deal. The addiction is doing its best to dodge that light. It doesn't want to step into the light and go, you're right, I am accountable. It'll only do that as an insidious, dark manipulation where it'll poke its head around the light like a sneaky little snake. It'll work its way around the light and it'll say, you know what? I am accountable. I am responsible. And then it'll go, and I'm such a bad person. I don't know why I can't stop. Thank God that you're here for me. Thank God that you're the only person that will never leave me and abandon me. Thank God that you're the one that's here for me. I don't know how you put up with me. And what it's doing is it's not really, it's making a mockery of accountability through seductive manipulation to make you feel bad so that they don't have to take all that accountability. And you say something like, well, I know it's not really you. You know, I know you're diff- you're a different person in there. We just have to, you know, you're not really as bad as you think you are. I mean, we do everything we can do because we don't want somebody because the light hurts. You know, if, if you're going to go, it's not like a, a bright sun. When you look right at it, it hurts your eyes. Light isn't always meant to be basked and beautiful like we think it is. Well, when I come to the light, it's going to be so glorious. It's scary. It's bright. There's a lot happening. It's overwhelming. And people that are walking into the light are taking on a big undertaking because they're ready to be shown things. They're ready to see things. There's an element of just this accountability and responsibility, but insight I have to be able to have radical insight into what is happening and going on if I'm going to shine the light on it and I'm going to see. And addiction doesn't want insight. 
It wants to be out of sight. Insight is not the aim of addiction. It's to be out of sight, out of your sight, out of the sight of anybody that can call it forward and call it out. There has to be awareness around that you're even in the dark. And, and, you know, there are, the truth is, is that when you're, you know, a fish doesn't know it's in water, you know, just like an addict doesn't know it's in the darkness. It feels like, you know, to them, it's the fish in the water scenario. So when you're pointing out all these things about how addiction is shining light, it's affecting this and it's affecting that. Well, the part of the brain that registers all that the consequence mechanism in the brain is sleeping. And that's how an addict or an alcoholic is actually able to keep lying and manipulating to themselves and living in the dark because a fish doesn't know it's in water. Alcoholics and addicts very rarely understand the depths of the darkness they're in. And so there's also this element of, uh, if I'm going to come to the light, uh, vulnerability. You're going to see my stuff. If I shine the light on you, I'm naked and exposed And that's an extremely vulnerable position to be in. And addiction lives in a protective womb of unconsciousness. It doesn't want any lights shining on it. It it wants to, it it grows in the dark. It's a fungus. Okay. It light is the, the opposite of the thing that that is seats that, that addiction is about righteousness. There's an element of righteousness when I want to shine the light. Like I want to see the truth. The truth will set you free. Addiction doesn't live in that place. So what you're doing is you're going into a dark cavernous hole. You're spelunking, okay? You're cave diving into a cavern looking for light, expecting light in the dark, deep hole of the abyss. Now, why would anybody go into a cavern of deep, darkness and look for light and expect there to be light. You know what? I'm going to go on this big spelunking. I know I use it twice now, cave diving extravaganza. I'm not going to take any light with me. I'm just going to go into the depths and I'm going to be blind in there. And I'm going to expect there to be light because that's the kindest thing to do. If nature is really kind, then that'll reflect the light somehow. So I'm just going to trust that eventually this dark cave is going to start to become light. That is exactly what you're expecting. And you would never do that. You would go into that cave armed with all the light you could muster, right? You would have on your battery pack of lights, your extra batteries, your headlamp light, you know, your, your, uh, any light you can find, you would take it with you into that cavern, but you would not expect the cavern itself to provide that light for you. But isn't that exactly what you're doing every single time you go to an editor and alcoholic in the dark and expect there to be light. There is no light in addiction. There might be a light at the end of the tunnel, maybe, but that's usually you shining the light down the tunnel in the abyss towards the addict and going, here's the light. Now, how do you then, instead of looking for the light in the darkness of addiction, you become the light in the darkness of addiction. You take the lights with you in and you go. So you have to be willing, number one, to find the the truth. You have to be rooted in the truth when you are fighting in the dark. And it's hard for you to do that when you are in a relationship with an addict and alcoholic because you are also co-addicted and in denial. 
hear me, hear me. All right. If there's an element of addiction is denial and denial is darkness, you are also in that cave as well. So it's very hard for you to bring the light when you too are in the dark. Now you might be a little less in the dark than they are. You can see cracks to the truth, but again, you allow yourself to be gaslit. You get manipulated. You get sucked back into the darkness very easily. You you lose your light. You dim your light. You're afraid to shine your light because you don't want to blind or hurt anybody. You're worried about is now the right time to bring a light. I mean, there's so many questions and so much fear around the truth and your light that you're afraid to bring it into that darkness and rightfully so. The last time you brought that your light into the darkness, you brought your fire in and the water fell on you and put it put you right out. You brought in your darkness and you know it it didn't work, you know. So I understand that there's a lot of fear around that. So what do you need to do so that you can start to take this situation back into your own hands, into your own sanity and start to be be the truth in the darkness? You need to have the truth actually ministered to you through somebody who's not in that darkness with you. That is why you can look at your friends and you could go, oh my God, like, don't you see the light here? Don't you see what's going on? They can't see it because they are in the darkness too. So are you. That is why you can't see what's going on because you have to understand that you are also partially blind in the dark. So that's where I come in to come alongside of you like these videos. This is the, the free ministry that we do on our videos and our podcast. But if you want deeper transformation and more revelation, allow me to come alongside of you in one of our strategic coaching sessions where I can help you see the light. I can shine the light on all those dark places for you so you can become more aware of what's really going on in your family and so that you can borrow some of that light. And then start to shine it inward and know how, where do I, how do I shine that light? What's the best, you know, where can I shine it? That would give me the most impact. You know, it's like when you put your, your ring lights up on your phone and you know exactly how to place them and what strength to put them at to get maximum impact. Well, that's what I want to teach you how to do as well. So the first lesson today is stop going into the cave and expecting the cave to provide the light to you. You are not going to get the truth from an addict or an alcoholic because they only speak in the language of lies. The lies are the language of addiction. It's like you're going into a foreign land and you're expecting them to speak a different language and it's not going to happen. Now they can fake the language when they're trying to manipulate you Okay, but but ultimately they, they can't fake that for, for long. Eventually it all comes back out, okay? So stop expecting the truth in the land of lies. Stop expecting truthful language when the only native tongue is lies and manipulation. And also understand that while your partner may want to tell you the truth, addiction doesn't care what, it, what your partner wants. Addiction has its own agenda. And addiction lies not just to you, but to the person that it's entangled with as well. It, it's, 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 it's not a respecter of persons. Okay. The addiction lies to you just like it lies to your partner and says things in their ear all day long. It's not as bad as you think it is. It's not as bad as they think it is. You can control this. Who do they think they are? Do they think they're better than you? They're the reason you're using or drinking in the first place. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a whisper, a constant whisper in their ear. And until they 
come out from the influence of the dark and realize they're kind of in their own cult and their own mind. And that's how addiction recruits you like a cult and starts to like brainwash you. That's what it does. That it's like, look, the kindest thing you can do is to stop looking at a victim of um, a, a mind takeover and expecting them to have any insight. They are under the influence. Your loved one is in a cult of one, okay? The addiction. And they are serving a master that they actually, is who is very good at manipulating, very good at seeping in. And so stop going there to expect them to know what the hell's going on when, when they're a hostage too. The kindest thing you could do is to learn how to bring the light step by step, start shining the light in the kindest, most loving, compassionate way possible. And then how to walk that person or hold the light at the tunnel and encourage them to walk towards you, or you hold the light inside of this relationship and you walk side by side. There are many ways to do that. And I want to help you do that. But the first thing you have to understand is you're dealing in the dark. All right. I love you. I hope this has been helpful for you. If you decide that you want to go deeper and you want more light to be shown on your relationship and on what's really happening here, I'm happy to bring that light. I'm happy to have you borrow some of that light so that you can, you know, it's like when you're, when a, when a community is lighting a candle, you borrow the light from the guy before you and then the, the person before you, and then the whole world's lit up. So that's the goal with this coaching. That's the goal with this ministry. That's the goal with the work that we do at Heidi Rain. And you can always go over to HeidiRain.com and, and look deeper into the services that we provide. Okay. I love you. Take excellent care of yourself. If you like this, like it out loud, share it with somebody you know can resonate, leave a comment. It helps us help more people. I'll see you really soon. Take excellent care and be the light.